Hey everybody, today is Thursday, November 10th, and we are here, the Sportsbook Sharps, with another episode, episode 12 of our podcast. We're here to talk NCAA Week 11, NFL Week 10, and if you can't tell by now, my voice is pretty much shot. Uh, I either had the flu or some food poisoning earlier in the week, and it has done me in on my voice, so I'm going to try to press through. I got my hot water with some lemon and honey. I got extra water down here to get me through. And we got a special guest today in the studio. My brother-in-law, Greg, is here. Good evening, everybody. He's going to help do the heavy lifting on this podcast so you don't have to listen to my raspy voice the entire show. So let's jump into it with a recap from last week. We, as a gambling group, went five and three. I had the Ravens Monday Night Football. I told you Andy Dalton is a bum. The Ravens were favored by two and a half. They win easily by 14. He looked terrible as predicted. He's now two and seven on Monday Night Football games. When the lights are bright, Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback. Greg, I know you know a lot about Andy Dalton as a Bengals fan. Yeah, I think I know about the, what, one and seven of that? I think the Cowboys may have had one of those losses, okay. too. Yeah. I think you maybe only know about one in six of them. Yeah. Oof. It was pretty bad. Um, I also gave John's Coastal Carolina pick of Thursday night football, and they won easily at home by seven. They were up, you know, two, three touchdowns at points in the game. They were home dogs. I told you home dogs run faster and that they would easily cover the three and you should sprinkle a little on the money line. Well, they won outright, so good job if you got on that. Finally, I forgot to mention it on last week's podcast, but two weeks ago, my season-long lock of Nebraska under seven and a half wins hit. They are just absolutely terrible in a West and a Big Ten West that is absolutely winnable by almost anybody except Northwestern. Nebraska continues to struggle to put together two wins in a row. I mean, they are just some of the worst football I've seen this year. They've been pretty awful. And Northwestern, that one win that they have all season was the opening game in Ireland against Nebraska. It's just, it's very perplexing. Northwestern Uh, hasn't won in the States this year. That's true. Um, Greg, you gave Kansas State plus two and a half. Kansas State did not look good. They I, lost by seven last week. I guess Texas was back last is, week. Is Texas back? That people are asking. Are Texas back? They're actually, I looked at the numbers today. Somebody was talking about taking Texas or TCU. Texas is a home favorite against undefeated TCU. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. There, TCU's number four. There's quite a few spreads this week that I'm just baffled by. But I don't. Usually Vegas knows best. I know, but man, it feels like a trap game or something. I just don't understand how they're talking. If they go undefeated, they'll make the the playoffs, and they're a seven-point underdog at Texas. So I guess Texas is back. We'll see. Yeah, they're back until Saturday, and then they're gone. But then they'll be back. Don't worry. They're always in the state of being back. I mean, you can't be back if you stay. That's true. Uh, finally, Breeze gave his Thursday night lock last week, 13 and a half. I thought really the Eagles could cover that, but they did not. Houston, uh, they held them to only win by 12. Uh, another game that was never really in doubt, but the way it was shaping up, it, it didn't look like they were ever going to push to that 13 and a half. The, um, it just didn't work out for Breeze. So 
He'll be on TikTok this week. Uh, he's got Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina is a two and a half point underdog at home. So we'll see. Check out at TSS Gambling to see what Breeze's lock is for Thursday night football. All right. Out a little bit on Stay Frosty here. Last week, Greg recommended I put Frank Reich up. What can I say? Greg could not have been more right. Uh, he's not, he was not a very good coach with the Colts. And Jim Irsay, they lost again. They scored three points on uh, on Sunday and lost to New England by 23. And he was fired almost immediately. I don't even know if they how, let him on the plane. How, how do you give up 23 points to Mac Jones? And what, I don't know. And what weapons? They have no weapons. Yeah, they, uh, it's I don't understand what's going on with the Colts. Um, I, I'll also say I don't. So you fire your coach. A lot of times you hire a coordinator in for the interim or assistant coach or something, or you look outside at it, maybe an, a historically uh, coach that's coached in the NFL before maybe. Um, but no, they decided to go to ESPN and hire a guy who used to play for the Colts. He was Peyton Manning's center, yeah. but he's never coached anywhere. He coached his resume. I, I had to look it up. He coached high school football for like two years. But the thing is, he's never called plays. He's never done anything. They, he's never they, even gotten they, the team together to get on the bus. Like you said, they fired their offense coordinator the week before. They fired Frank yeah. Reich this past week. They have no one on that staff that has ever called offensive plays. Right, and I don't understand – I mean, the Jeff Saturday thing, I guess they're in a bad division and they they had no hope really looking up. There's only eight games left, so why not take a flyer on a guy, I guess? I just don't – I don't know what Jim Irsay's doing. I mean, if Jim Irsay could, he should fire himself. Well, that's true. Yeah, maybe a little less coke and a little more thought of who's running the organization there. Indeed. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get into Stay Frosty for this week. We're going to put up – Josh McDaniels, the mini hoodie. He was the Broncos head coach for two years. Uh, first year with the Raiders this season. He actually has won. I, I, was, I didn't realize he was with New England as long as he did. He won six Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator. I was very surprised by that. But he's 13-23 and 23 as a head coach. And this season with the Raiders, he's blown multiple games where the Raiders were up by 17. Just this last week. They were up 17 and ended up losing that game. The Raiders are 2-6 and six on this season. They're 14th out of 16 teams in the AFC. Uh, last year they went 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs, and they were supposed to be this big contender this year. David Carr is going to put it all together. They got him a wide receiver. Like, everything's going better. We made the playoffs last year and lost to the team that went to the Super Bowl and the Bengals. Like, oh, we can compete in the West. They're not competing anywhere. They're not even in the hunt for a wild card spot. Um, also, it was funny this week. Uh, the Twitter went to the new pay scheme model where you anybody can be a verified account and look exactly you like pay that your account. $8. If you pay your $8 a month. Well, he was one of the first victims of that new pay system Uh where a parody account of Adam Schefter tweeted out that Josh McDaniels is out as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, sources tell ESPN. That's the exact quote the guy used. And the actual Twitter handle includes the picture that 
uh, of McDaniels as coach and the picture on the avatar is the exact same one that Adam Schefter uses on his real Twitter handle. Uh, so this is quite a thing that Elon has done here with this pay model. Uh, anyone with half a brain knows you don't listen to Schefter anyway. You listen to the Rappaport. That's true. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who the next one is. I did get right before this meeting or right before this podcast, I got one from Woj from ESPN. Oh, and it's, a fake, it's a fake Woj. It's a fake Woj bomb. But Twitter pushed it to me like it's a real one. And it says the Brooklyn Nets has released oh, Kyrie at, Irving. Look at that handle. The JT handle. Two, three, five, five, six. The handle gave it away. So you got to, we got to call this section handle watch where now you got to check all your Twitter handles because yeah, the, the uh, Adam Schefter one had not in the handle. And if you click on it and go to the actual page, it says parody and all that. But if you're just scrolling through Twitter real quick, it's going to be trippy for people out there. I actually had one earlier and it was about Josh Allen. And I almost got me for a second because he's had rivers that he was hurt with a, a UCL. And wait, he's not really hurt. He is actually hurt, oh. but he's not out for the week. Like this one said with the grade three penile fracture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably a, a parody account. Yeah. That'll yeah. probably give it away right there. Yeah. Oh my. So Josh McDaniels. Oh, go ahead, Greg. You were going to say uh, Josh McDaniels stay frosty. Yeah. I, I got a little bit about Josh McDaniels, little mini hoodie. Uh, like you said, weapons. They traded for Devontae Adams, uh, try to get secondary help with Iraq Yassin, uh, signed Chandler Jones as a good vet, and they even re-signed a past his prime Darren Waller, probably. Yeah, past his prime, yes. To a large contract. Um, they have a solid offense there, they're, but they're ranked 15th to 20th in most offense categories. I don't understand it. Do you know who their two wins are against? Uh, the Broncos. The Broncos and Houston. Oh, no. That's a strength of victory of .281. Yikes. 31st in the league. Strength of schedules .440, which is 29th in the league. That's pretty bad if you can't win with that poor of a strength of schedule. You know who has the worst strength of schedule in the league? I do not. Uh, Philadelphia me... Eagles. Oh, no. Are the Eagles frauds? Uh, are they? I don't know. Uh, That'd yeah, be nice they if have they no were. Excuse. The Raiders have a 50% red zone percentage, and they're scoring on 40% of their drives. Why are they losing? How are they losing all these games? I, the reason I think they lack identity. Back, bad coaching, too. They lack that Two comes, times they've blown 17-point leads. The that lack of happen. identity comes down to poor coaching. They yeah. can't run when they need to, and they yeah. can't rely on Adams only for a passing game. Yeah. Al Davis said... Just win, baby. Just win, baby. They're not happening. It's not doing it. Maybe, no. you should, maybe you should hire a few cameramen to get the job done next time. Yeah. Oh, Stay my. frosty, you bum. <laughs> All right. Oh, another frosty seat I got. Oh, double and double throw. Lovey Smith. He's gonna Houston? Be, he's going to be one and done, not because he deserves it, but because the organization's trash. You really think they're going to can him yes, this year? Yes, just like they did the guy before. I don't think they'll get rid of him after one season. They got rid of their quarterback. Don't they put traded everything past away. McNair and company. Well, that would be very surprising because I, it's his first season there. All right. Now, if you haven't noticed earlier in the week, NCAA basketball kicked off, so we're going to do a preview here of the five power conferences, who we think is going to win, 
And then we're going to get into some mid-majors we like that could make some noise in March. So let's start. We're going to go just alphabetical here. Uh, Greg, let's start with the ACC. Who you got? Well, you know who I'm going to go with. I, If it was anybody else, I'd be surprised. It's got to be the number one team in the nation, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yep. Four out of five starters returning with Manic being the lone departure. Baycott's a double-double machine, probably player of the year candidate. Um, we got R.J. Davis at point guard. Uh, question is, who replaces Manic scoring? Is it Puff Johnson? Is it the Northwestern transfer, Pete Nance? Uh, well, you're going to find out a lot when they play Indiana in the ACC Big Ten Challenge on November 30th. All right. Look forward to that game. I also picked UNC. Uh, it's their conference to lose. Like as you mentioned, a bunch of the players returning. Uh, Duke finally has a new coach after the two-year Coach K retirement parade. Yuck. Um, and they, and a lot of these teams that are traditional powerhouses in the AACC are just slipping. I don't know if it's time for Bayheim to go in Syracuse. Louisville hasn't looked good recently they, they in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, could be. And they Slick Rick back. Well, we'll get to Slick Rick in a little bit here. I may have him uh, in my mid-major area, so spoiler alert. All right, now moving on to the Big Ten. Greg? Uh all comes down to March 5th at Assembly Hall for me. Jackson Davis versus Dickinson. IU versus Michigan. Winner of that game wins the conference. So you don't want to make a pick. You just, whoever wins that game wins. All right. I, 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 think, like I think it's going to be back and forth all year. And what's, those are the two top teams. All right. And it's because of those big men. I'm not a Jackson Davis fan, obviously. I'm not an IU fan. Uh, I don't get the IU love. They have the best odds. I looked it up. Plus 300 to win the Big Ten, best of all the teams. I, they've been in the cellar for years. They were ninth last year. Here's their last six seasons where they finished in the Big Ten. This is the last six seasons. So here's for all you IU hype out there. IU finished 10th, 6th, 9th, 10th, 10th, 9th. Does that sound like a team that's winning anything? No. It sounds like a lot of Archie. It's see, a lot of Archie. The second year. I have that note in there. Last year was the first year they made the tournament since 2016. They had a whole coach in that time frame, Archie, go through without a single March Madness appearance. I just don't get the IU love. I know they have some new freshman that's supposed to be the next hot thing. I don't care. Uh, keep your dusty banners up there hanging, but you're not getting a new one this year. You're not even putting a Big Ten one up there. I'm picking – Michigan to win the Big Ten. I like Hunter Dickinson. That's, I mean, That's they're fair. good. Um, this was the toughest conference to pick when I we agree. were looking at the Power Five. I totally agree. Uh, if you told me Illinois, uh, Iowa, Purdue, well, maybe not Purdue. We'll see. They got some a bunch of freshmen this year. But, I mean, there's just a bunch of teams I think that could win the Big Ten, and mm -hmm. that was by far the one I had to spend the most time on looking at. Uh, now I'll go. We'll go from the one I spend the most time on to the one I spend the absolute least on. And Greg, do you confirm that as I, well? I do. Whether Bill self cheats or not, it's Kansas. The yeah. Big Twelve always goes through Kansas. Big Twelve, Kansas. We both pick Kansas. Uh, they're plus two ten to win it. Just put uh, some money down on it, and you'll get plus two ten in a couple of months here. Since Bill self started coaching there in two thousand four, two thousand five, they've won it or a share of it, 16 out of 18 seasons. 
Also, maybe put some money down on Grady Dick for freshman of the year. There you go. All right, moving out west to the Pac-12. Greg, who you got? I got UCLA. Tiger Campbell, great point guard bet. Jaime Jaquez, dangerous score. Very dangerous. And no matter what UC fans say, Mick Cronin can coach. Uh, I got a Final Four contender. If Jalen Clark steps up, easy national title contender. Easily. Yeah, I was, I'm with you. It's it's like we did the notes together before the podcast, but we did not. <laughs> I also picked UCLA plus 190. They have too much talent. Campbell, like you mentioned, at point guard, he's very solid. He improved his three-point shooting last year, and it'll probably only improve this year. He shot 41% from three, and he's a distributor. Uh, he averages, I think, almost double assist a game. Uh, he's a very good point guard, and what you need – to go far in March and to win your conference is a good point guard. Yes, exactly. Uh, they have three freshmen that are in the top 50 that'll make an impact on the team. And I also had that Mick Cronin, he's a good coach. He is. So, yeah, I don't see anybody else competing with him out there this year. I, I haven't seen a lot of coaches take little and turn it into a lot like I have Mick Cronin through the years. All right. Uh, last of the Power Five, the SEC. Greg, who you got? As much as it pains me oh, to no! say, I've got UK on this one. Oh, my. And it's because of Toshibwe. I mean, that's the only reason I need National Player of the Year coming back. Lock, lock it in. It's UK. No, 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 no. The winner of the SEC is good old Rocket Top. Woo! Tennessee. Return four of their five leading scorers, and I like Rick Barnes as a head coach. I hope you're right. Uh, they're plus 320 to win the SEC. I feel like that's good value. If you're not going to take UK, take Tennessee at plus 320. I like them to win the SEC this year. All right, let's get into some mid-majors that can make some noise. Uh, Greg, who you can throw out one here. Let's see. Houston. Houston. Final four candidate. Veteran coach, five-star recruiting class. Houston on my list, Kelvin Sampson. He's a good coach. Why not you ever get rid of him? It made no sense. They should have kept him forever. Yeah. Should have just taken that phone away from him. Should have. <laughs> All right. Um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I got we, them too. Do we really have to say why? I mean, I mean at this the, point. They're always there. They're yeah. never going to win. Yeah. I mean, like, are they ever going to win the March Madness? Didn't they win a couple years ago? No. They've never won. I thought they did. Did they win? I thought they won a couple years ago. I don't know. We'll have to have the stat person check that. <laughs> All right, Creighton. Creighton I did not have. Greg McDermott is a hell of a coach. Teaches fundamental basketball, and they're not streaky. They're just consistent year in, year out. Dayton. Dayton Flyers. Go, Dayton Flyers. I got them. Deep, balanced team. Uh, the reason I really picked him out, and I had no idea he played there, Malachi Smith. He's the brother to Scoochie Smith, all-time name. Scoochie, I loved when he played at UD, and the announcer would be, oh, Scoochie. We might have to come up with an all-team all name or all-name team. We might. Yeah, that sounds like a good podcast idea. But Scoochie Smith, definitely an all-time name. Uh, they have an early test in the Battle for Atlantis to see if Dayton is for real this year or not. They play Wisconsin, and then, depending on who wins and everything like that in the battle for Atlantis, they could play Kansas in the second game. I'm saying Sweet 16 this year for you. I like it. All right, Greg, you got anybody else? San Diego State. San, Di San Diego State. This list, very similar here. They got early date against BYU, who's number 19. 
think they play Stanford the game after that. Uh, they're going to Maui this year where they're going to play Ohio State in the first game. And then the second game, depending on win or loss, is Arizona or Cincinnati. So pretty tough field in Maui. Um, I believe there's another top school there in Maui this year. I can't. Yeah, I didn't take place. down all the teams, but I had that they were playing in Maui, and they're usually pretty good teams. And um, I don't think they're going to be challenged by anyone in their conference other than Wyoming. Look out Wyoming. for Wyoming this year. Yeah. Yeah, the Mountain West, they're a good mid-major conference. They usually send, you know, three or four teams. Uh, yeah, but I like San Diego State there. And my, my final mid-major one that I think is solid, I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but I think they can make a run in the tourney, Grand Canyon University. Come on, that's not a real school. Bryce Drew, it's their coach. Oh, all right. They uh, that's a real school. They won, yeah. They won over twenty games last year. They got three starters. Did back. they make the tournament they last did. year? They did. I don't remember. I'm on the board. They, they have one of the best atmospheres in college basketball right now. Were they one of those sixteen seeds that played the day early? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh boy. And they got three starters back, and the transfer from Pres. Presbyterian, who averaged 17 points last season. All right, so early upset watch Grand Canyon University. Uh, I got two more for you here that you didn't have on your list. I got Loyola, Chicago. They moved from the Missouri Valley to the A-10 this season. They have two senior guards returning. Sister Jean is still with us, 103 years old. Does she have one last run in the March Madness? Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't believe it. Uh, so you got to root for them and Sister Jean. So I'm putting them up. And then on the total opposite side, we go from a nun to a total scumbag <laughs> coach in Slick Rick. Hey, they're both Catholic. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, Iona with Rick Patino as the head coach. Whenever you have Rick as your coach, you always have a shot. He's uh, 37 and 14 in two seasons at Iona. So I like them to have a shot uh, to go deep into March Madness as well. And just because Andy told me not to give me, give him my winner of the SWAC or or any other little conference, I, I looked it up, did some research. Put your futures on Norfolk State to win the MEAC. <laughs> Norfolk State? Norfolk State. All right. I don't know anything about the MEAC, but I, I researched it just because you told me not to. All right. So Greg likes Norfolk State for the MEAC. All right. All right, let's get into some of the locks from the gambling group this week. Some of the games you like, Greg, what do you got for us? I have LSU minus three at Arkansas. I don't understand the spread. As I said before, Arkansas allows way too many points to remain competitive. Uh, Their average loss is by 12.5 points. They allow 30 points per game on defense. LSU is simply more talented and better coached. LSU has they had an early loss to Florida State, which I won't even count at this point, and they're routed by Tennessee. LSU's won seven of the last ten in this rivalry. The Golden Boot returns to Baton Rouge this weekend, and I know you like those rivalry trophies. I do like those. Purdue's playing Illinois for the Battle of the Big Cannon this weekend. I love college trophies. Uh, there's there's just nothing like it. Uh, you got any that you just like? So that was your lock of the week. Do you got any other games that you like? Well, not really. Other ones I like: uh, Tennessee minus twenty and a half against Mizzou. I like you said earlier. Is Texas back this week? I don't think so. I'm taking TCU plus seven. And then I like UCLA minus nineteen and a half against Arizona. The TCU uh, Texas one is very puzzling. I don't understand. T- or Texas. TCU's undefeated. I, I don't understand. Yeah. 
Like, do they not also the gamblers, the the books, do they not also understand that this is the only shot the Big 12 has at sending a team to the big money pool of the final four playoff teams? They're gonna get every flag. Look, I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but there will be a lot of penalties in Texas this weekend that go for TCU, and there'll be a lot of holding, a lot of, oh, they bumped him too hard, that's pass interference. They're going to do everything they can to protect the money and protect TCU. I think, yeah, I'm with you. TCU plus seven makes no sense. While you say that, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there for next week. I'm taking Moneyline Baylor against TCU. Why? I just I feel it in my bones. A it's future gonna happen. one. Yes, Baylor over TCU, money line. I, I, no, I don't like any of that. All right, now my lock of the week. I'm going to deliver you. I've won four in a row. I've won five out of six. I am hot, 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 hot. I'm going to give you the New York Giants, the G-Man, minus five. Texans are coming up there. Texans just lost last week to the Eagles uh, by 12 and a half, or by 12. They're going to lose to the Giants by way more than five. Like, this is going to be an easy one. Texans have no talent except for Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, who did everything he could to get traded out of there by the trade deadline and didn't get out. I think the Giants roll them in the Meadowlands. The Giants are 6-2 and two against the spread this year. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. I like this bet even more. I might and- double it up. And the, like you said, they're minus five. Houston, five out of six losses are seven plus points. Oh my goodness! I'm with you. On Houston's not a good team, and then in a bad conference in the NFL, bad division. I'm with you here. All right. Uh, last note: the dog is picking again Thursday night football tonight on the TikTok. Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina plus two and a half. See what he picks at TSS Gambling. Craig, anything before we go? I do have two more that I want right. to touch on real quick. Uh, Matt in our group, he went with OSU minus 39 and a half versus Indiana. Uh, if you do take that, I suggest you parlay it with the better play of the over at 57 and a half. Ohio State puts up points in bunches, and after last week, and they, they're going to have a lot to prove. Uh, Steve, also in our gambling group, said under 72 and a half for Washington and Oregon. Can I get a better payout if I say 82 and a half over? Over? Over. Oregon averages 43 points a game, Washington 38. Both teams allow about 30 points a game on defense. Over, over, over. And what was the number on that? 72 and a half. And And you want to take it up to 82? A lot of those gambling apps let you buy an alternative line. So if you you want to take it up to 82 and a half, go for it. I think it's going to be closer to 100. I don't know. I don't know how Washington scores that Penix looks defeated. Just like he did every season at well, IU. Like, he'll score nothing whether he's going. thrown it to his guys or the other guys. That's so fair. it's going to happen. Could be a minus six, minus seven up on the board every time. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks. Thanks.